You are listening to the Mic Drop Sports Podcast, dropping the mic on the top stories in sports. Now give it up for your hosts, Mike Schneid and Zach Stein. Thanks for tuning in to our NFL Week 12 Primetime Pick'em Podcast. Me and Zach are going to go through some of the top games this week. Adam Schefter tweeted this earlier this week. It's the fourth week in the Super Bowl era that three primetime national television games feature two winning teams, Colts-Texans on Thursday night, Packers-49ers on Sunday night, and the Ravens-Rams on Monday night, and also the Cowboys-Patriots, two teams that only play once every four years. They're playing on Sunday afternoon as well. Good for Fox for getting that game on their network. So why don't we start with Thursday and the Texans-Colts, a couple of 6-4 and four teams, who are really battling for control of the AFC South. The Colts already won the first meeting between them. So this game means a lot more to the Texans than it does to the Colts, really. It is a big game. The Texans are coming off a stinker, a real <laughs> clunker of a game against the Ravens. Lamar, I thought, I honestly thought that there were, you know, maybe five legit MVP candidates uh, going into to last week's games, and I thought two of them were facing off against each other, and Lamar Jackson and Deshaun Watson. Well, one of them took a big step forward in the MVP talks, and the other one took a step back in the clunker. So I'd imagine the Texans are going to be really hungry. This is a really big game to get ahead of the division lead, uh, and I, I'd imagine Deshaun Watson has a redemption game tonight. Yeah, I, on Thursday. yeah, I would imagine he does. Um, yeah, it was a weird clunker. I was really excited about that game, too. Uh, I think, I mean, I, I've been seeing this all week. I guess it was the first time in really his career that he that Deshaun Watson has ever been on a team that got blown out like that. He's blown teams out, obviously, at Clemson and with the Texans. Yeah, I, I don't think I've ever seen Deshaun Watson team play that horribly. And every game the Texans play seems like it's close. They've played nine games. Seven of them have been decided by seven points or less. I do like the Texans this week. I'm taking them at home to get payback against the Colts for the loss earlier. I think I, – I still don't know what to make of the Colts. They just – we both agreed last week when we talked about the playoffs that we don't have them in because we don't think they have enough – we don't think they have enough. They don't have what it takes. And – I mean, everybody now. Marlon Mack is hurt. T.Y. Hilton has missed games. I mean, they just keep finding ways to win. That was an impressive win against the Jaguars last week. Yeah, they're they're the perfect definition of a fine team. They're they're six and four. Of the right in the thick of things with you know the playoffs because they're tied for the division lead. But they're not like if 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 they somehow find a way in the playoffs, you're you're basically betting on whoever they're facing because they're going to be facing a far superior team. But this team is fine. Like, obviously, going into the year, Andrew Luck was supposed to be taking this team. They might be a couple wins better with Andrew Luck this year, but we we both agreed that we thought the Colts were going to be fine with Brissett, and that's exactly what they've been. They've battled through injuries. Brissett's missed a couple games. Uh, Hilton's now missed, like, three, four games. Marlon Mack is now going to be missing games. Uh their defense has been banged up, so it's six and four is impressive, but they're just they're not a threat by any means. Yeah, and that's the thing. Even if Andrew Luck was healthy, I mean, is this 
team really that much better than six and four. Darius Leonard is the guy on defense that's missed games. Like they've just been so injured and so banged up that I don't even know that Andrew Luck makes a huge difference. It'll be high scoring. Texans pass defense is terrible. And the Colts have struggled. I think it'll be high scoring. I think the Texans win. And from there, they kind of take control of the AFC South. The Sunday night game, I am really, really excited for. They actually flexed it. It was supposed to be Eagle Seahawks, which is going to be a good game. And it would have been a good game on Sunday night. But Packers, Packers 49ers might just be the two best teams in the NFC. We didn't really talk about the Niners when we did the playoff thing. We both agreed that they would make it. But we were recording during the Niners Seahawks game. So now that we've seen a couple more games from them and they played so well against the Seahawks and that heartbreaker, I mean, what do you make of the Niners? Where, how good are they and how good can they be this year? The, it's really interesting because I think they're very comparable to the Joe Flacco Ravens Super Bowl team. I think Garoppolo is, is Joe Flacco essentially back then? Maybe a little bit better. Uh, <laughs> back he then. doesn't turn the ball over. <laughs> he doesn't turn the ball over. Um, I, I, the addition of Manny Sanders was huge. Uh, that really changed the passing game. I think a lot. It, it took a lot of pressure off the other receivers, and now there are other receivers like Debo Samuel are starting to play well. Obviously, George Kittle's been been a little banged up, but their backup tight end Will Dwelly has been pretty good. Um, but their defense is absolutely phenomenal i am 100 percent rooting for the 49ers because I, I definitely need the packers to take a loss as my boy uh kirk cousins uh <laughs> i gotta give a shout out to him oh the teams were oh in 99 when trailing 20 to nothing to start the second oh in 99 oh in 99 and the one guy who gets the win is the guy who gets criticized the most in the nfl is captain kirk cousins and i think He's a legitimate MVP case and this that's, year. And that's a week after his first career road victory against a team over 500 on national TV. Yep. So. Uh, he's starting uh, I think he's starting <laughs> to quiet the naysayers. But, yes, I'm, I'm really hoping for the 49ers because if the Vikings still have an outside shot to, to win the division here. so uh, But uh, you can't say enough about both these teams because the Packers we talked about, we both thought they had a pretty good improved defense going into the season that's proved <laughs> true Rodgers is just not making any mistakes they're a great run game with Aaron Jones and Jamal Williams um they're just and down Devontae Adams is getting healthy so this Packers team could still take off because Adams really hasn't been there this year and he's their truly their best offensive weapon so it's it's going to be interesting this is going to be a fantastic game and they're coming off a bye too so It'll be interesting. It'll be good to see how healthy they really are, the Packers. I'm going with the Niners. I love this team. I love what they've done. It's also their third national TV game at home, so good for them. Even though they've been pretty bad the last couple of years, they still find their way on national TV this year. Yeah, I like that Ravens comparison. I mean, they're just – I don't like all the slander of Garoppolo that he's – you know, people have called him a game manager. They're winning in spite of him. He's a very good quarterback, and I think he's proven at times that he can win games for them. He just doesn't need to, and they're not building an offense around him. Their offense is built around three, maybe four running backs. They just keep finding – I mean, they're basically pulling guys off the street. Obviously, George Kittle is probably the best – 
one of the two best tight ends in football, and Emmanuel Sanders is a well-known name. But they just keep uh, some guy named Kendrick Bourne and, you know, Debo Samuel was a late draft pick. They're just pulling wide receivers out of the sky, and they're having success. I think this will be a really fascinating game. The over-under point total is 47.5. I'm going to say it's going way under. They're two okay offenses, but not great, but just two really, really good defenses. So, yeah, I don't think it's going to be a very high-scoring game. Niners actually, I mean, they didn't give up 20 points in their first seven games, and they still haven't given up more than 27, which is what they gave up to the Seahawks in the loss last week. So, yeah, I like the Niners in a very low-scoring defensive-focused game. I do too. I, I well, I'm rooting for the Niners. It wouldn't shock me if the Packers win, but I, I think I, I agree with you. I think it's going to go under. I, I'm thinking like somewhere along the line of uh, 49ers win 20 to 17, something like that. Makes sense. Makes sense. And then we talked about the Ravens before, and you said that Lamar Jackson kind of leaped forward in the MVP race. They play in LA against the Rams on Monday night. The Rams somehow. Rams beat the Bears on Sunday night. It was one of the worst games I've ever seen. Both teams are terrible. Somehow the Rams are 6-4, and four and they're still kind of very much in it. I think they're in it mathematically. I don't realistically think they have a shot at the division. Um, the Ravens, on the other hand, are the Ravens the team to beat in the AFC? They might be. I, their defense is good. They have a very favorable schedule rest of the way, so they're going to be uh, picking up more wins. And their offense is just it's, – it's really hard to defend against Lamar Jackson. He's obviously proven me wrong, proven a bunch of people wrong. The guy can throw the ball. Uh, he's got, like, three super reliable tight ends uh, uh, and then a very speedy wide receiver, Marquise, uh, and Marquise Brown. And then Mark Ingram's been amazing. I like Justice Hill, Gus Edwards. They're just a, a really fundamentally sound offense that can put up a, a lot of points in a hurry, and then their defense makes plays too. The Marcus, this Marcus Peters trades might be one of the best moves of the year. This guy has come in and has just balled out for the Ravens. Yeah, he has played really well in their four best, the four best teams that they've played. Last week they beat the Texans forty-one-seven. They beat the Patriots thirty-seven twenty. They went. To Seattle and won 30 to 16. And then the third game of the year when everyone was healthy, they lost to the Chiefs in Kansas City by five. I would love to see them play again in Kansas City or in Baltimore. I, you might see a different outcome if they play again. I do actually think Baltimore might be the team to beat. I, Lamar Jackson is playing at another level right now. I mean, we, I don't think I've seen a, we've seen a player like this dynamic. Maybe since Mike Vick, maybe Cam Newton is similar, but Cam Newton's not like the straight runner that Lamar Jackson is. Cam Newton kind of runs, and they have just different styles. Cam Newton's I like guess, a fullback runner. He runs hard and like is impossible to tackle. Lamar Jackson is fast, so he's definitely. I think he's like a, a, Mike Vick is truly a really good comparison. It's just of uh, yeah, I, it's. It's really he's phenomenal to watch, and and I think you're right that they are the team to beat because, uh, I mean, you can't count out the Patriots, but the Patriots' offense is not clicking right now. So again, you mentioned that they beat the Patriots thirty-seven to twenty at home. So if 
unless it was a low-scoring game where the Patriots' defense really was able to find a way to slow them down and the Patriots got it out, I don't – if if the Ravens can score 30-plus on them, again, I can't see the Patriots putting up a big scoring total either against them. So that's – so that <laughs> makes that difficult. Um, I feel like the Chiefs right now, as good as Mahomes is and as good as that offense is, I feel like the Chiefs are – the, the Ravens are almost a better version of the Chiefs right now because their their defense is better. Uh, Lamar Jackson is phenomenal. They're, they got I think they have a little bit better of a run game. Uh, so it, it's I really do think that the, those Ravens are at the top of the AFC right now. I agree. And at this rate, the Ravens would end up hosting the Chiefs if it came down to it. Ravens are eight and two. Chiefs are seven and four. I, I know the Chiefs have the head to head win, but. Like you said, the Ravens have a pretty soft schedule, so if they keep winning, it's going to come down to them playing in Baltimore, potentially, if they were to meet in the playoffs. Yeah, which is so, huge, because yeah. the um, for however long you can really remember that, it, the AFC playoffs has basically gone through New England almost every year. So to get the the Patriots <laughs> to go on the road, if, if they were to survive the... I mean, the, the AFC is tough with the Chiefs, the Patriots, the Ravens, like... Uh, you, it, you might not see the Patriots in the AFC Championship game this year. Yeah, it really depends on how it shakes out. I mean, I don't trust the Texans to win a big game, so I really think it comes down to those other three teams in the AFC. And I think for the Patriots, the draw is going to be really important if they can get the Texans in the first in the, that second round because obviously they'll get the bye. They can advance to the AFC Championship. Uh, if the, If the Ravens or the Chiefs go to New England in round two, I think they're going to go to New England and beat them. I I want to agree with you. I I really do. I I think this Patriots team is is just flawed offensively. It's their best defense that they've had in in years. But best defense anyone's uh, had in years, right? And it's just I just don't. But even if they slow a team down like the Chiefs or the Ravens, I feel like a good, awesome defensive game. Uh, holds the, those two teams right now to, to 20, 24 points. And right now, these last two weeks, once the, the Patriots started facing actual real NFL teams and not the cupcake schedule that they've had, their offense has really, really struggled. And there's no Gronk coming back to save them. Uh, Antonio Brown uh, He's not just apologized the crap, <laughs> but there's no chance, right? Zero chance. Um, yeah, I just – the Patriots are not – are just definitely not the favorite to, to go to the Super Bowl right now. No, they're not, and it's weird. The one thing that works in the Patriots' advantage is their last three games are the Bengals, the Bills, who are going to be in the playoff mix, and the Dolphins. So they could really use those three games as sort of a get-right game and get into a rhythm. And then this week the Patriots play the Cowboys. I'm fascinated by this game. I really wanted to go, but it's like 475 is the cheapest ticket. Um, <laughs> I guess that's what happens when you put these two teams together. I'm also fascinated how this ended up on Fox. I don't know all the ins and outs of the TV uh, network contracts, but I guess Fox must have used one of their like first picks and, and took this game just like CBS last week. Must have used one of their first picks to get Patriots-Eagles. But I'm super – I mean, do you know how that works? I, I... – <laughs> I know that there are ways of like picking and stuff like that because obviously, 
like the Patriots being a home game, normally that would mean CBS because of you know the AFC implications. Um, so it it is different, but uh, it is a great game for Fox to pick up. It was a great game for CBS to pick up last year or last week. So I I honestly, and it also might be dependent on uh, when when the flexing happens too. <laughs> so like when a, if if like a network loses their their game to be flexed, they might get first pick at what like that time period that they get to choose from too so they might have gotten lucky with that uh that might have come into play but i'm not 100 percent sure i've always just kind of dreamed it's like uh it's like you're doing your fantasy draft all the networks are sitting there in a the room fox gets first pick they take cowboys patriots with the second pick monday night football takes this game blah 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 i don't know i've always been intrigued by that but this will be a fun game Last week, we actually disagreed on who's going to win the NFC East. I said the Eagles because I don't trust the Cowboys coaching staff. And you said the Cowboys. This game may or may not reflect on the playoffs, but how do you think this game goes for the Cowboys in New England? I, it's going to be really interesting to see what the Patriots' strategy is because the Patriots' MO when they're facing a team is shut down the best player on that team. So the question is, are they going to focus on shutting down Amari Cooper or in basically that, that Prescott, like, like that duo, or in like let Michael Gallup try to beat them? Or are they going to stack the box in and then stop Zeke and force Dak to play? I, I personally think it'd be smarter to try to stop Dak and Amari Cooper only because uh, I, I still think Zeke's great, but Dak is their best player. And if you stack the box and let Dak beat you, Amari Cooper and Gallup have been so good recently. I just, I, I wouldn't want to get, like I said, uh, I, I, right now with the Patriots, their offense isn't right. I wouldn't want to get into a shootout with the Cowboys. So I would imagine that they're going to really try to shut down Amari Cooper. Yeah, I think, that, and honestly, I think they will. I think Stephen Gilmore's probably the best or one of the two or three best cornerbacks in football. If he's shadowing Cooper, that's going to be scary. So the question comes down to how do you scheme around them? How do you get the ball to Witten, to Randall Cobb, to Michael Gallup? And as I said last week, I don't have confidence right now in the coaching staff to, to do those types of things. And especially when you're going up against Belichick and Josh McDaniels. And I mean, these guys are, geniuses i just do not trust the cowboys to get into essentially like a scheming war with the patriots to figure out how to get these guys the ball i think they'll try to force the run down their throats and the patriots will shut it down and we'll see i'd like to think that that can win this game through the air i just don't know that i trust these guys to get open and i don't know if i trust the coaches to to do the right plays i Dak, all of a sudden, people are talking about Dak as an MVP candidate because Zeke's really not playing all that well. Um, I mean, I think it depends on how they finish the season. Look, if they go into New England and Dak puts up another, like, 400 yards and they win, then, yeah, he's going to be two or three in this conversation. I just don't think it's going to happen. And I think the way that the Cowboys' defense has played, which has been really bad, they gave up. I don't know what Jeff Driscoll's final yards were or – like stats, I know he had 27 fantasy points. Yeah, he points, did well. Obviously, means his, uh, his stats were pretty good. If you're giving up 27 fantasy points to Jeff Driscoll, I think this is a get-right game for Tom Brady. He called out the offense this week on the radio. 
I think they're gonna do. I think they're gonna kind of go off a little bit. Yeah, you might be right. When Brady calls out the offense, it's gonna be. I know he looked frustrated with some of the play calls uh, on the sidelines with McDaniel's. I know there was some some win concerns in that game, but yeah, he. I think this is a game where he wants to go and shut up the media critique, and they're gonna want to go and score thirty points and. I've been indeed. I got Tom Brady on my team. I'm gonna need him to throw three or four touchdowns this week. So, uh, but I, I, yeah, I, it's a tough game for the Cowboys. Uh, they need to win. It's tough that they're going to New England. I think the Patriots are gonna win like thirty to seventeen. Yeah, that. I mean, I think it'll end up being by two scores. I just, it's a tough game, and it's a it's a tough spot too for the Cowboys because. Right, like you need the game. The Eagles do play the Seahawks style. And then obviously after this, there's a quick turnaround to Thanksgiving. And then there's another Thursday game after that. So it's a, a tough spot right now for the Cowboys, but they just, they got to find a way. Please, they got to find I a way. I still have faith in the Cowboys. I know, I just, I don't think the Eagles are playing all that well. And I know that the outside of the Seahawks game, they, they kind of have a cake schedule with Dolphins, Giants, Redskins three in a row there and then they finish with the Giants so I think that Cowboys Eagles game on 12-22 is probably going to be the game for the division so uh, it's just but um, yeah I, I still even though the Cowboys lose this week I, I still got them winning the division I think they're, they just have too much talent not to come through well here's the thing the scariest thing like even you know two or three months ago definitely before the season was that their end of season schedule was brutal because you go, you see, you go the Vikings and then you go to Detroit. You assumed that that was going to be a healthier football team. Then you go to New England. Nobody really knew what to make of the Bills months ago. But then you have the Bears and the Rams back to back. And that felt like it was going to be a gauntlet right before you play the Eagles. Now I'm honestly confident that the Cowboys could beat both of those teams. It's in Chicago after Thanksgiving and then they get the Rams at home. I don't think either of those two, especially if they're watching last Sunday, I don't think either of those two teams are very good. So, depending on, even if the Cowboys do lose to the Patriots, I think they win on Thanksgiving, win the next two. Um, you're either going to be tied or a game up on the Eagles, and you go to Philly and you, I don't know, if you're a Cowboy fan like me, I guess you just say a prayer. Yeah, uh, you're right. I definitely, the, that Bears Rams schedule does not look as scary as it once did. Uh, Another primetime game for the Cowboys too with the Rams there, so it, it's it'll it'll be interesting. The Cowboys definitely control their own fate. There's no doubt about that. And one one more thought: they play the Rams. Can we agree that I was right about Jared Goff? Yeah, he is bad. It that contract makes him look really bad. Um, it, it's it's really weird. The the Bears and the Rams. Just look at the Bears. It's a little bit more extreme than the Rams, but it's just these two teams who were really good last year just look lost, and the coaches look lost because the team is lost. It's it's just super weird. Uh, it, it is, and but also uh, the Rams really haven't been helped. Cooks has been gone. Robert Woods missed a game. Uh, they're finally starting to free Gurley a little bit more where he's now the focal point of the offense, which probably makes the Rams a little bit better going forward. But, yeah, Goff is Goff is for sure a system QB, and when he doesn't play well, that system is flawed. 
Well, that's the thing. It's like, honestly, it's okay to be a system QB. Obviously, it worked last year and it worked the year before. The whole thing with their system, though, was Todd Gurley was getting the ball 30 times a game. So now when you're deviating from the run or when you're trying to work Daryl Henderson and Malcolm Brown into the lineup, teams know that and teams are now keying in on Goff. And that's obviously the issue. I, I don't think there's I don't I don't honestly think it's insulting to say that he's a system quarterback. I just yeah, at this point the system is broken and Jared Goff the player looks very ordinary. Right. I a hundred percent agree with that. So those are the top four games of week twelve. Anything else that you wanted to highlight in week twelve? Uh anything else that you're excited for? Um I kind of like this uh, Saints-Panthers game. I know Kyle Allen kind of has been playing pretty poorly um, recently, but that's a big game um, in the NFC. Um, But then there's really no other awesome matchups, really. I mean, the primetime games are just so loaded that uh, there's really just nothing outside (laughs) of that slate to to really get you excited. Yeah. No, I mean, those are definitely – and then – the Eagles Seahawks is at one. So there's really at all times of the day, there's a great game. I'm really intrigued by the Raiders jets only because the jets have won a couple of games the last two weeks to make them look semi-competent. And we both said last week, the Raiders, they can do this thing. Uh, they're six and four. This is one of those games. Like if you want to be a playoff team, if you want to be taken seriously, you have to beat the jets. It doesn't matter if it's pretty. It doesn't matter if they barely win. They have to go to New New Jersey and beat the Jets. And then they go to the Chiefs the week after and you know, you see what happens. But they they have a chance to, to really make the playoffs and they have to beat the Jets. I agree. This is this is a must win game for the Raiders. It's a good test because like you've said, the Jets have looked competent the past couple of weeks. Um yeah, and I I think we're both on agreement. We are rooting for them to go make this happen. Absolutely. So it, it's definitely a statement game. And then I guess I'm, I am interested. Um, I know we didn't really, we didn't get to talk about this on the podcast, but obviously uh, last Thursday night, uh, that ugly Boy. Thursday night football game. I, I'm really curious to see how the Browns react that this first game back. Now they're going to be missing their best defensive player. Obviously they've, a lot of media attention around them, a lot of suspensions, a lot of fines. I, I, I'm curious to see how this goes because I feel like Baker Mayfield actually showed real good quality leaderships. Of not really, he just didn't defend Miles Garrett. He literally said, and I know no one's condoning what Miles Garrett did, but like he literally just came out and said that's just dumb. That hurts the team, and and he's right. And I think that might win brownie points just by coming on the media, and I, I'm really curious to see how that team reacts. Yeah, I mean, that to me is leadership. He's, you know, you could stand up for your guy, but you, could, you also have to hold your guys accountable, and I think that's, you know, part of leadership. So kudos to him, and then I also watched a thing on NFL Network where Odell Beckham and Jarvis Landry were on the set. They obviously didn't really see what happened because they were on the bench, uh, so I guess they showed them the video live, and they were both like, Oi, oh my god, like they were freaked out when they saw it. They're like, yeah, no, like that's that sucks. That's bad. That shouldn't have happened. Um, so, yeah, both Beckham and Landry were both kind of repulsed by it. It was interesting. I was just trying to mind my own business after uh, the KP sucks game at MSG, and I got all these alerts, so I turned on the game and I saw that. I mean, that, I don't 
I saw people trying to defend it. I mean, people are saying, like, oh, it's Mason Rudolph's fault. I mean, there's no defense of it. The guy literally used a weapon on a football field. Uh, I think the suspension for the year is reasonable. We'll see how – if he's suspended for next year, too. But, yeah, I'm definitely curious to see how the Browns uh, bounce back. But also the Steelers, too, because Mason Rudolph was a big part of that, and he took a lot of heat for his role in it. So, is Mason Rudolph going to have a clear head? Is You know, are they – do the players still respect him in that Pittsburgh locker room? They're, those guys aren't blameless also. So I'm curious, and obviously they play a really terrible Bengals team, so none of this might matter. They're also very injured. I think Connor and Juju are both going to be out Sunday. So I'm just curious to see how they respond to, to Rudolph in that locker room also. Those are very good points. You're right. Uh, yeah. I, I, it, the Bengals are terrible. If they find a way to win this game, it wouldn't be shocking to me. But uh, you're right. This is an ideal situation for a team that was on the other end of the awfulness of that fight that still had its own issues involved in there. And they sort of get this cupcake matchup, even though coming in there injured. Um, That'll be you're right. That's going to be interesting to see how they react as well. Yeah, so big week. We're really in crunch time now for teams that want to separate themselves in the playoff hunt. Obviously, it's a big time for fantasy football players that are still in it because there's, if you're in a standard league, two more weeks in the regular season. So definitely a lot to be excited for, a lot to be, pun intended, thankful for this time of the year. Um, Very excited to be watching the games all weekend because these games are going to be awesome. Oh, yeah. It's a great week for for football fans, the, the primetime games, just it, it's what you want. You can make fun of all the, the dumb games we've watched all year, and it becomes worth it for this week alone if you are a big football fan because the, I just hope all the games live up to the billing. Uh, it, it should be really fun. Absolutely. So thank you all for listening. We hope you enjoy the games this weekend.